even though I, I feel it and I feel the pain of other people, I try not to get into their story, but mm -hmm. more like extend this awareness to them mm -hmm. of how amazing they truly are, that they just have forgotten about it. That's hashtag inspirational right there, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Pound sign. Tapping into inspiration. I felt it right there. For a second, I thought I was the most amazing person on the planet. But she was talking about her clients. So it wasn't, I was okay. No, you too. You too. <laughs> uh, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Welcome to episode number 214, Armin Show Podcast. We are in the place with a guest. Before I intro the guest, I want to mention, if you're not subscribed to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, all the places, it's good to mention these things. Get on there. Now, on this episode, we have a guest. Who's our guest today? Hello, I'm Patty. Patty is on the show. This is wonderful. PR, not public relations, Patty Ramirez in the building. Patty, glad to have you on the show. Welcome to Los Angeles. How do you like it, by the way? Oh, I love it here. And I love this place. This park is amazing and I'm so happy to have my dog here with me. We are at Pan Pacific Park with Kiki. Yes. Kiki is your dog. How long have you had your dog? Uh, seven years. That's a long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's been, been traveling with me to different places, so... Do you go hiking regularly? Yeah, we love to go hiking. Does Kiki jump in the water or avoid the water? Now she likes it. Oh. We were living in Costa Rica for a while and she would get in the ocean and she loves it now. Before oh. she wouldn't, but now she's into it. She's grown. Yeah. She's <laughs> That's cool. Kiki yeah. has a repetitive sound. We love these things like Lady Gaga, Kiki. <laughs> you know, those sounds that are repeats. We love those. Yeah. And then Los Angeles, how often do you come to Los Angeles? And where's your regular home, if so? Oh my God, that's a <laughs> that's Huge an interesting question. question. Yeah, well, I was living in Los Angeles during two, 2015 and 2016. Mm -hmm. Then I went back to Mexico. I'm from Mexico. You're from Mexico. Yeah. Cool. So I was living in San Miguel Allende for a while. Then I lived in another town, Querétaro. Then I went to Costa Rica mm -hmm. for a while. Went back to Mexico, and I'm currently here. I really don't have a like a steady place mm -hmm. so yeah right now that's that's my life that's cool yeah there are some people that would be unnerved by that and there's some people that are fine with that and if you're the kind that's fine with that that bodes well for the future because that means you can handle ambiguity or uncertainty is that is that the case yeah actually i think it's a it's a really good thing um for entrepreneurs to be able to to be okay with uncertainty, right? Like, because that's how business are and that's how life is. So, right. so I think it's an advantage. It can be taken in both directions, but for me, I see it as an advantage. That sounds like, an, it is a huge advantage. The world is not, it was never certain ever, but then some individuals or many got used to it being comfortable in some form, which it's not. And then you're more vulnerable when something happens, which it will. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I try to live in the present, in the moment. And seriously, like, I don't know, for the past years, I've been really trying to, to flow and follow my intuition. So it's like 
I try not to plan so much ahead, more being in the present. And then like the, the opportunities and the flow of life starts presenting and I, I follow it and I feel great about it. What Patty's basically saying is the flow of life has led her to the Armin show. She feels great about it. This is the place of joy, internal <laughs> well-being. Yeah. That's pretty neat. Now, you were in Mexico. You are here. What languages do you speak? Uh, I speak English and Spanish and a little bit of French. Oh, cool. I'll just throw this in because I do it all the time. Je m'appelle Armin. Uh, je m'appelle Patty. Okay, we've done it. Oh, pa oh, that's cool. You put the... On, on your name too. I should do that. Amen. Amen. I'll work on it, okay? I don't have those skills yet. <laughs> Now, in this existence, something you do that you identify with is coaching. Tell us about that. How would you describe what you do in this category? Well, what I do is I work with people who are open to exploring and getting to know more of themselves. That's how I see it. It's not like I tell them what to do or how to live their lives because sometimes like people misunderstand life coaching for that, like somebody telling you what to do with your life, mm -hmm. but it's not like that. Like what I do is uh, guide my clients in this journey of self-knowledge and I help them get in contact with their own wisdom and their own intuition so that they can take the best decisions for themselves. And I say I guide them because that's, that's my part in it. I, I've gone through this process myself, mm -hmm. so I know how challenging it can be, even though it seems like, okay, yeah, like it's your own wisdom, your own intuition, you already have it. But many times we are so distracted with the voices outside, with everybody telling us what to do or what Patty to do think. these things Patty do these things yeah so that's that's my job as a as a coach mm -hmm. i i guide my clients in this journey of self-knowledge and once they get in contact with this uh inner wisdom this intuition that we all have mm -hmm. it's easier to see how you can work through life and manifest the things that you desire like your biggest desires and dreams you can do it and i i like to to explain it as i was telling you before the show mm -hmm. like if you're in a labyrinth you're in it and you look around and you can only see walls around you but if somebody would take you out and let's say would take you Uh, in a helicopter and you could see the labyrinth from <coughs> from above then you could see the path that is easier for you to go and to get to your destination so that's what I what I do I like the imagery labyrinth I almost want to put a picture to that part and just post that separately now yeah. you said That's cool. It's like a broad perspective. Maybe we'll come back to that. At the beginning, you said open to. So that's a key thing. You wouldn't go to try and assist somebody who was resistant to any form of growth. Have you had experiences with that in the past where you tried that and it didn't work? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. 
Uh, and even with people that come to me as clients, mm -hmm. but they're really not open to... Oh, snap. Yeah. Inside information. <laughs> Hi, Patty, I want help, but I really don't want help. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, but I mean, uh, I've had that experience before mm -hmm. uh, with some people that, that come, but they're very resistant and they are very closed. And really, I cannot do much there because it's always, it has to come from the person. They have to want the change. And change is not easy. Change is challenging and it's difficult. And you're going to face a lot of difficulties. So, so if it's not really something you crave, you're, you're not going to go through it. It's going to be way too, too harsh. So, so yeah, that's, that's something very important that for somebody to to achieve the change they want and the goals they want they are they have to be open that makes sense they need the horsepower from the inside yeah if you don't have that you're stuck later on yeah now you said this has applied to you we here are curious where's one category in your existence you have grown through effort you put in on a consistent basis something where you're like i'm planning to do this and i've adjusted this Oh my God, like everything. <laughs> no, okay. We're not including all of them. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to tell you about, uh, I think my most challenging experience mm -hmm. was getting over depression. Oh. I, I grew up basically with depression for... From when? From when I was very young. I would say like my early teenager, teenage years. years. Uh -huh. yeah. did, you, did you know it was depression at the time or no? How no, would you it at not time? at all. Yeah, that's a very good question. No, I had no idea. It was just my life, you know, like mm -hmm. I had no idea and nobody had any idea of what was going on. Right. They would just uh, basically I would receive a lot of judgment and criticism from. That's helpful. Yeah. <laughs> you got to love that one. Yeah. I'm here to judge you. Yeah. I'm, I'm people out there. Okay. I know, but, but I mean, now looking back, I can understand because for example, my parents, they had no idea what was going on and they didn't have the tools to help me and they didn't have the knowledge that and this conversation was not as open as it is today. Like it's getting more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. More people are talking more about like mental illness and those things. But back then it was not not as much. Oh. So. So, yeah, it was very, very hard for me because I. I grew up with that. I was feeling very depressed most of the time. Then I would have some periods when I was feeling happy and I was feeling excited about life, but then I would go back mm -hmm. down and it was just like this like up and down, up and down, most mostly down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so so going back to your question, like how was I able to change that was first of all I had to commit to to myself mm -hmm. and to my well-being yeah because there it got to a point where i realized that i needed to do something drastic mm -hmm. or i i could not continue living like that you know like it was just too much it was too hard question and about that yes your parents i've kind of differentiated individuals into those you can talk about things like we're talking about right now and there's some people or individuals where if you talk about things like this they'll be like get over it or something and there's no really thought to it it's more concrete as opposed to abstract thinking would you say that your parents were more of the uh, concrete side or more like nuanced thinking feeling side 
if you had to categorize? Yeah, I would say more like the concrete side. Both parents? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, so that'll yeah. be a limiting factor because you're more nuanced. So yeah. then you'll be like, I can't exactly reach out as much because it doesn't... Exactly, it doesn't darn. resonate. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they wouldn't understand. Right. So, so yeah, I had to commit to my, my own well-being and my path to healing myself mm -hmm. so that's what i did and i stopped listening to most of the people around me because the voices. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah because seriously like even my family were against therapy and against like all all these things mm -hmm. so i just didn't care and i started going to therapy and then like that that helped a little but it was not enough then I started going into spirituality and then into nutrition and I studied acting and everything that came to my mind that that I thought could help me deal with my emotions and with everything I was feeling. And it was a it was a long time of me experimenting and going into different things, but I would say after around 10 years, which might sound crazy, it might sound like a lot for <laughs> for many people, but mm -hmm. after 10 years... But not years, for people who understand that change takes time. Yeah, exactly. After uh, around 10 years, I, I started living the life of my dreams. And not because everything is perfect on the outside, because right. obviously that's never the case, but my mindset is so much different and I can appreciate life and my own emotions i can appreciate my emotions and i can deal with them in a healthier way mm -hmm. so yeah this is a wonderful thing yes so a few things i want to point out there change does take time 10 years sounds like a lot when you're thinking of like a day but it's not a lot in terms of life and it makes a difference because you don't have to do that 10 years again now you yeah exactly you understand that's one time for a life so actually that 10 years is short when a life is very extensive yeah and I want to point out the difference between that depressed period as a plane goes by and the yeah. wind is on the side and butterflies <laughs> flow is that could Patty be glowing as she is right now if she had not done that? No, she'd be stuck in that same same framework that was there, let's say, 10 years ago, whatnot, because she wasn't listening to herself. Listening to other people, you're the only one who regrets it. I pointed this out in a few episodes. When you go to sleep at night, it's just you. So if you listen to other people, guess what? They're not in your dreams. They're not at your sleep it's just you so they're gone and now you're stuck and let's say some of them pass away they're adults or older now you're stuck with you listen to people who are no longer here didn't do the things that you wanted to do and now you're still here stuck with not doing what you wanted to do it feels really stupid yeah this is some great insight yeah absolutely you cannot do those things so how did you get into first by the way so that's wonderful because we want individuals who are well on the inside that's a nice feature how did you get into coaching in the first place like where did you get the first client or how did that start oh well um yeah so as i was telling you i was exploring everything that i could think of mm -hmm. for healing myself yeah and so the first thing uh on my coaching journey was i i went through the certification uh -huh. in iin uh it's called the Integrative Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the name. So I got certified as a as a health coach. Nice. And I started having my first clients and mm -hmm. I started working with them and it was great, but I wanted to go deeper. I 
I really didn't want to tell people what to eat. Mm -hmm. I wanted to go deeper into the emotions and yeah, like what really moves them from inside. Mm -hmm. So I was already doing that with my health coaching clients, but I was, people were uh, coming to me because they wanted to lose weight and these kinds of things that I really didn't care that much about. Right. So I, I went to take my life coaching certification through the Robbins Madanes Institute. Mm -hmm. That's from Tony Robbins. Oh. Yeah, so I got certified as a life coach. Mm -hmm. And so now that's what I do. I, I work with people around their emotions and their mindset and what really moves them from inside, not just like the outside results, mm -hmm. but really like the state of mind they're in and their emotional state mm -hmm. what they would like to be doing what propels them yeah i was thinking about i don't know if i mentioned this recently or i'm going to add it to a future one but you it sounds simple but doing what you like is very key because if you leave what you like on the side and you do what you don't like as much like for example you picked coaching but even coaching nutrition was not as interesting to you as people's internal drive so then you could, if you did nutritional coaching, you might have been okay for a long time, but you'd always feel like, what am I, it's not exactly me, I don't want to help with diets, for example, as much. Yeah, that is, yeah, that is absolutely, like, that's key, that's so important. You fall into your well of what fits you. Yeah, and, and the thing is that I've, I've had the opportunity, and I would like to say that I have given myself the opportunity Baller. to... <laughs> can't stop, won't stop, okay, giving it. She take the opportunity and run with it. <laughs> yeah, uh, of exploring different things because I, I've done many, many things like you wouldn't imagine. I would like one of them to be known because <laughs> I can't imagine it, frankly. You just told me I can't imagine it. Yeah, I mean, I was uh, acting and all, okay, I couldn't have imagined. all these other things mm -hmm. that I just tried them mm -hmm. and they didn't fit me you know it mm -hmm. was like no this is not where I want to spend the rest of my life right. I don't want to be doing this for the rest of my life right and I just think that is like a huge huge uh, life advantage because sometimes people don't explore and don't l quit actually they don't quit right because they fear that they're gonna be judged and all those things right you've done this for so long why are you quitting uh. yeah so so i love that i've explored different things and i've uh, i decided to quit and even though at the time people would judge and say like oh my Patty, god what's again wrong with you? <laughs> yeah you're gonna switch again we've been waiting for a long yeah. time the results <laughs> haven't been there all these words from people that when you look at the person who's saying the words you're like Wait, why are you saying this to me <laughs> exactly yeah yeah but i i just think like everybody should do something like that i mean like just explore different things and see what what you really love mm -hmm. and then go all the way to that i want to give a shout out and a connection here to patty's sister does physics right yeah this connects here because i think of what you just said in a physics standpoint of you go to a minimization of energy you fall into something that fits you but then the only way to get into another one you can't just uh, move to it you're in a well you have to jump to a different category and then explore that it's like a if there was a bunch of mountains you can only see as far as your mountain and the only way to get to the other mountain that might go higher for you is you have to jump to there you can't because if you walk you'll walk down nobody wants to walk down and then up a mountain that wouldn't make sense you have to jump and then you go up 
that's how I think about it. So that relates with yeah. your sister who does physics. Yeah, exactly. Shouts to her. I always like to link people in. Yeah. That's wonderful. Does she also speak Spanish and English? Oh, yeah. That's cool. And some Norwegian. And some Norwegian. Yeah. Both of you have a European language that you speak some. Uh, yeah, some. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. Now, one thing I always like to include is where... But you did say you're going with the flow. Where do you... Is there any people that link with what you want to be doing? You look at this person and you're like, I like what their coaching trajectory looks like. I'd like to do similar to that. Is there any specific people? What are some of the traits that you're like, I want that in my... Uh, coaching plans yeah well um, or is it not that way yes I I look up to for example Marie Forleo do you know Marie Forleo no who is Marie Forleo <laughs> she's more of a business coach uh-huh. but even though I'm not into business coaching I'm mm -hmm. more into life coaching take that farnoosh from episode something roasted kidding <laughs> yeah but I like the way she's uh, spreading her message because it's like right now she's not working that much one on one, but mm -hmm. it, she has like a an online business school which is uh, huge and she impacts a lot of people mm -hmm. and she has a, a show on YouTube that is amazing, like amazing content. Huh. And how often does that show come up? What? How often does she post that show? Once a week. Once a week. Yeah. Okay. But it's really good content. It's really, really well done, like everything. And it's for free on YouTube. So I would like to do something like that. You know, I, I am starting, I am working on, on this project that I am developing this site mm -hmm. to create community mm -hmm. all around self-love and around uh, uh, improving not improving more like realizing how amazing you already are mm -hmm. and and content that is uplifting that that helps you get ahead in life mm -hmm. so that's the kind of thing that i want to do in the future like more of uh, working with a lot of people rather mm -hmm. than one-on-one -on -one. Mm -hmm. i want to work and spread uh, a good message to a bigger audience mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Groups, larger, numbers, yeah. audience. Would you do speaking if that was a thing? Yeah. You would? Yeah. This is wonderful. Speaking is nice because you get to do sometimes question and answer and some feedback from the people. Yeah, I've done a few of it, but but yeah, I would like to get more into that. Mm -hmm. Now, this is, let's say I was a random business person. I come in like, okay, so Patty, you want to do this thing, huh? So what's going to set you apart from the other coaches out there that also have this in mind? I'm very business-minded right now. I just need the bottom line numbers, okay? What's going to be the differentiator? Unique selling point, USP. <laughs> I switched to a business person. Yeah, well, the, the differentiator... Well, that's not good enough. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> is that I really care, you uh -huh. know, like... I've, I've been in, in this business for a while and in this, um, how would you say, like in this... Industry? Industry, uh -huh. yeah, in this industry for a while. And what really bothers me is the peop are the people who really just want to make money out of... That's me, I'm a business person, but yeah. Out of what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And I truly, honestly care and I care about 
people and I, I have love to give a high five. <laughs> high five for this. Okay. <laughs> Caring is not that common. And I I love people and I would love to see other people shine and and be happier and not only because I'm a like I'm not trying to say like oh I'm such a nice person. No, but She told me earlier she's like Armin I am such a nice person. <laughs> kidding. Kidding. <laughs> no, but really like I truly believe if everyone was happy and they were doing what they love mm -hmm. the world would be so much better for everyone so it would be m much better for me like so i can do this from a selfish right. <laughs> point it's nicer you to know? be around yeah <laughs> you yeah. want that around yeah so I, i would love people to be happier and to be more fulfilled and to be doing what they love and mm -hmm. that way like seriously the world would be so 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 much better for everyone This is true. I am with this. I'm relating on this point that Patty just brought up. When I see people that are doing their thing or flowing, it's like well, 30 times, I'm just making up a number, the other individual who you can tell, they're like, I can't take it, but I'm going to do this for the next 12 hours, then four hours, this, then two hours, this, eight hours. This. Maybe 40 hours later, I'll go to a show and then I'll be happy for like 30 minutes or whatever, an hour, because I was around somebody like Patty who was talking for an hour <laughs> it's basically that it's like running to the few individuals who are like okay what do i like how can i do it now it doesn't always fit they have to find the mesh of what people like that they like that they can mix but it's way more appealing and everybody goes to it they already do it right now everybody goes towards that but then not for themselves they'll get yeah. like a 150 show ticket yeah exactly because the person has good energy yeah yeah you're right that is so true I think about these things sometimes. That's some good stuff. You actually care. Why do you actually care? Because not everybody does. I, f I don't know. But do you know why? Have you thought about that? Like, why do I care? And it doesn't seem like most people do. Yeah, yeah, I've thought about it. <laughs> well, I care because I've been there. So... Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I've been there. I've been in a place where I, I was feeling like shit. Uh-huh. Kids, turn off the show, okay? Sorry. Kidding, kidding, kidding. <laughs> That's good. No, you can say whatever. That's funny. Yeah, so so I've been in that place. I've been in a place where I didn't want to leave, where I it was a struggle just to stay alive, just to mm -hmm. uh, yeah, get out of bed and those kinds of things. So there are those moments. You don't want to also forget those moments when they're part of your life because you could forget and become like a person just driving around a Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> at some point and disregard that but then you'd not be connected to reality, let's say. Not saying you can't drive in a Ferrari, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you forget those points, there's no... The only reason you have this superb energy is you realize, wait, that was really not good. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so I've been there, so I... It really gets to me when I see people suffering, when I see people suffering emotionally, because, you know, like, we all go through stuff in life, and sometimes, like, the economy is bad or mm -hmm. anything like that. But you can get over that if you have a, a strong mindset and a strong and deep connection to, to the source, however you want to call it, the universe, God, whatever. Mm -hmm. You can get over most things in life, you know? You can be okay even if the world is falling <laughs> around you. Falling down. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I just... That's what, what makes me care because... Number one, I've been there. Mm -hmm. Number two, I, I really feel for the people who are going through that. Like, like really, I, 
and it's something that I don't love to feel so strongly because sometimes you feel it really strongly. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it. it can be yeah, it can be draining, but that's how I am. So right, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I am. I'm, that's a good point. Like a therapist, if you were a therapist all day long, that might be a bit much. You'd absorb everybody's thing, and then you'd probably get like uh, you feel it a lot. Yeah, but you know, like that also is not an excuse because I've thought about it too. So, so I've learned to to not get in the story of uh. the of the person I'm helping. Right. You know, more like. Oh, good. Okay, I see, I see you, and I see that you're going through this, and from above the labyrinth. Uh, yeah. Well, or I can get in the labyrinth right. with you, okay. and I can acknowledge what you're going through mm -hmm. but i know that that is not your deepest truth i know that in essence you're an amazing perfect being and thank you and you are really like <laughs> thanks stop it <laughs> yeah like seriously like i know that you might haven't realized yet how amazing and how uh powerful you are thank but you. you're gonna <laughs> so so that's how I go about it. Like even though I I feel it and I feel the pain of other people, I try not to get into their story, but mm -hmm. more like realize and try to extend this awareness to them mm -hmm. of how amazing they truly are that they just have forgotten about it. That's hashtag inspirational right there, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Pound sign. <laughs> number sign <laughs> tapping into inspiration i felt it right there for a second i thought i was the most amazing person on the planet but she was talking about her clients so it wasn't I was okay no you do you do <laughs> uh, let me do my cry here <laughs> but i get what you're saying yeah yeah you have to know and you empower them and you go then with the labyrinth that's nice travel inside with them I want a specific example of a client you have had and something you worked on them with. Well, mm, I had a client mm -hmm. who wanted to lose weight. Okay. That's the reason he came to me. Yep. But really, it wasn't about losing weight, like as, <laughs> as it normally happens to be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so. So he wanted to lose weight, but in reality, what he wanted was to feel worthy and to feel enough, you know, like, mm -hmm. like the whole world is, it seems that the whole, whole world is trying to tell us that we are not enough and right. that we are uh, lacking something. And when we finally get that something, then we're going to be good enough. Right. But that's never true because then there's something else that we have to pursue. Right. So, so yeah, so he wanted to lose weight and instead of going through the regular path of me telling him what not to eat and what to eat and how much exercise did he have to do, uh -huh. I, First, what we did was to be mindful about everything he was doing. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if he was going to eat, mm -hmm. I didn't give him any instructions at the beginning of what he could or could not eat. Mm -hmm. So it was, okay, so whenever you're going to eat, yeah. you are going to send me uh, a text message of how you're feeling. 
Oh. And why are you gonna eat right now? So meaning I can already feel the caring in there. I just want to point out. <laughs> so meaning that okay. So how are you feeling? Mm -hmm. Sometimes we are feeling stressed, and that's why we want to eat. But if we don't take the time to to breathe and tap into into our own emotions and see like ah oh, I'm feeling stressed where you're go we're just going through the motions and we're gonna eat mindlessly mm -hmm. and then we're not gonna feel good and we're not gonna be f feel satisfied and we're gonna be hungry again and so mm -hmm. it's just a vicious cycle right but just by taking the time to stop breathe and figure out like oh I'm feeling stressed so he would write to me uh, yeah, I'm feeling stressed and mm -hmm. I want to eat uh, potatoes because they comfort me, <laughs> right. you know, like something like that. Mm -hmm. We did that for for a week nice. and he started eating so much healthier than the second week. Wow. Yeah, it was like so such a difference that he was eating the w in the way that he was eating and the way w that he was feeling because also like part of the exercise was about telling me after he finished eating how he was feeling so it was all about feeling and about uh, recognizing those patterns mm -hmm. and that by itself made a huge difference without me having to tell him oh stop eating uh, carbs you know right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because that is really like if we go uh, <laughs> through a restrictive program, we're not going to make s much progress. Right. It's going to be fake. It's going to work for a while and then it's going to stop working. Yeah. But with him, oh my God, in just a few months, it was such a, a huge, huge difference of the way he related with food and with his body and with his self-worth and all those things. Dang. I will say the first thing that came to mind is nobody does that. Usually it's like not actually going at the issue and going at something above the issue or even two layers above the issue and being like, okay, we're just going to cut out classic carb carbs. <laughs> okay, just eat less bread. Yeah, because that's the issue. Bread was the enemy in the world. It yeah. must have been bread the whole time. Some wheat grain came and attacked the guy. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, that nobody does that. You'll, you'll say, okay. Because the feeling is attached to it, and you connect it with that each time, that he realized it. I've never heard of that in my life. That's a first, and that's the actual thing. Yeah, there's a lack of caring like that. Because why? Because that involves a lot of effort. You had to be oh, yeah. there responding. That that's a lot. It's a lot easier to say, "You can eat this amount of bread. Come back in a week and tell me how much bread you ate." Exactly. That's yeah. ten times easier. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but you were there during the times when it mattered. He felt like you were there. Oh, somebody actually cares. It's almost like a, a quality of parenting in a way, an element that could have been there at some point. And then the person feels like, okay, somebody's got my back. What can I adjust? And it never was the bread. Exactly. It was more about the judgment that he was um, putting onto himself, you mm -hmm. know? like. That, that's something, yeah, we, we talked about a lot because uh, sometimes when he would eat something, I don't know, like an ice cream or something, he wouldn't, uh, oh, because it was also about taking a picture. Like it was like mm -hmm. telling me the, the emotion and then uh, taking a picture and then the emotion after. So sometimes when he would eat ice cream or a cake or something, he wouldn't send me a picture and he wouldn't uh, <laughs> tell me about it. 
until the next time we talked on the phone. So I was like, okay, so this is something that we have to work on because I'm not here to judge you. You know, it's not like I'm going to tell you, oh, you're, you're a bad person because you're eating ice cream. No, right. this is just about awareness. So it was like getting over his fear of being judged, mm -hmm. but not, not only by me, but by himself, you know, like. Right. There was nobody else there. Yeah. Enjoying those moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that is huge. I think judgment is one of the worst things that can happen to <laughs> us humans. Right. Yeah. I've talked about this concept before of in certain areas where people are doing less, because usually judgment comes from people who are less active in their own life. They have, then now they're judging you. Yeah. I call it those judging eyes because they're looking at you more and analyzing things to pick at. In areas where people are doing a lot, like let's say Venice or Santa Monica, they're not looking at you. They're doing stuff. They're doing some tech programming or walking around or this thing. They're not looking at you. But in some areas that are slower, now they're looking at you. What's wrong with this? How can I? Because actually internally, they know they should be moving more. But it propels outward. Exactly. Have you ever been motivated by judgment? Did it propel you forward in a good way? Did that ever happen? Or it's like, I'm judging you. And you're like, okay, great. And now you did great things? Oh, yeah. Also. Based on it? Yeah, What's I think so. <laughs> but it's less motivating, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's not a great energy. No. It, yeah, it propels you to do stuff. A little bit, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not like the best energy. It's based out of like fear. Yeah, to come with. Yeah, I would say like, for example, with my high school friends. Uh -huh. <laughs> what did they do? What, would, what did these people do in high school? This is unbelievable. What's their name? Forget the name. Let's think about the name. What did they do? Yeah, not only in high school, like after high school, because we're we're still good friends up to this day. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they they went through a more conventional route, so mm -hmm. they they are uh, they got married and they are about to have kids mm -hmm. and all these things. So right. so I I tend to feel a, a lot of judgment from them, uh -huh. uh, and it just makes me want to do more of what i do you know like right. be, be be louder <laughs> right more of me okay yes. so to not be drowned out by that heavy judgment conventional system yeah exactly yeah if it's so good why this is one thing i could say easily if if something is so good on that end then why is judgment coming towards you shouldn't they just be good on their exactly. own exactly why is it now like wait a minute then maybe you're not so good yeah i've seen people that are good i always use an example of like a manhattan beach surfer just some guy who owns a house and he's doing fine he's not gonna say anything he's never gonna bug you he's not gonna try to cheat you he's not gonna he's just gonna go do his thing right exactly if you're doing well you do that they're they're not looking for a moment but if there's a let's say a person who's maybe i'm not saying exactly this person but in a conventional setting has done a lot of things that they thought were applicable and fitting and then somebody else didn't do them and maybe seems a little more internally joyful yeah <laughs> and they're like well, well shouldn't you just uh, like join me in this in my misery <laughs> in this one i don't like yeah like can we just come here because frankly it would make them happier too for a bit until you averaged out to that world and then they'd be done with you and look for somebody else who is unconventional and go towards them again yeah like the same people <laughs> like people going to shows yeah exactly yeah nobody yeah. goes to a show with someone who's like the most conventional person ever and it's like, oh, I can't wait to see this show on Friday. So boring. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do? Well, I went, uh, I worked there for 20 years. They clapped for me. Clap, clap, clap. Yeah. That's one of my themes of the places. <laughs> You've been here for 20 years. Clap, clap, clap. Yeah. And that's it. And then 10 more years, 30 years. Clap, clap, clap. 
or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> time is a big thing in these categories. They're like, you've been here a long time, so we support your long misery. Longer misery. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. You've, you've yeah. done it for so long. It's amazing. You're still alive. Yeah. <laughs> Usually people are dead by now, so you're still alive. You haven't killed yourself? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Usually, because John, he's gone. I don't know if you noticed, but you're sitting in John's chair right now. Yeah. We were hoping we put you in his chair so you wouldn't have that long <laughs> of a history. I thought of somebody, um, when I looked up your material, meditation is included. So first, what kind of meditation have you done? How do you include that in what you do? Oh, I, I've tried so many different kinds of meditation also. Mm -hmm. What uh, are some? Because maybe some listeners don't know what they are. What are a few? Okay, well, uh, first I started with some active meditations from Osho, this Indian guru. Okay. Um, they're, they're very unconventional, talking about unconventional things. Uh -huh. They are very, like, uh, they involve mov movement and sound and different things. Oh, during it? Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. moving too? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so I love those. And mm -hmm. that was my first introduction to, to meditation, like about, I don't know, like 12 years ago or so. Mm -hmm. And from then, I, I started trying as I do in life. <laughs> you try stuff, okay. A lot yeah. of people who try stuff. Yeah, I, I started trying different meditations. So I, I went to mindfulness. Mm -hmm. I tried some um, Kundalini meditation, some loving kindness, mm -hmm. different kinds of meditations involving a mantra, some involving chanting and... Headspace. Yeah, I headspace, before, yeah. calm. I love calm these calm. days. That's what I'm I've using. I've heard this one a few times. Right? Oh, yeah. it's great. Mm -hmm. I Headspace is good, but I, I don't know. I had something with the voice of the guy. Uh -huh. I, I was not very into it. <laughs> it's time to do this part. So just rest your head there. Yeah, so calm. The the woman who talks, is she has a very like calm oh, okay. <laughs> <Calming> voice. <laughs> voice. Uh -huh. And it's really good. I, I really love it. Uh. So I've tried different kinds of meditations. Mm -hmm. And... It's part of my daily routine. I you try do it every to. Day. Yes, I mean, there are some days that I that I don't. Quitter, what a quitter! Kidding. <laughs> but most most days of my life, I do meditation, and I it's been a huge uh, thing in my life that have helped me overcome depression and and anxiety and all these things. Mm -hmm. I I would put meditation on on the top categories wow. of of what has helped me. Yeah, so so I include it in my coaching. Mm -hmm. I I also teach meditation. Uh, when I was living in Costa Rica, I was mm -hmm. teaching yoga and meditation. Nice. And I've done some workshops and it's one of my favorite things ever, meditation. Huh. It's very grounding. Yes. That's a nice feature. You don't get that grounding if you're doing a bunch of stuff, but when you do it suddenly you're like, oh, this is where I am. This is what I was doing. This yes. is what's happening. That's neat. Very few people do it regularly. A lot of times when meditation is mentioned in the past few years, somebody's like, yeah, I think it's good. I don't do it much, as much as I should. That's what everybody I've ever heard in an interview says. I don't do it as much as I should, but but then you're doing it regularly. Yeah, well, it took me a long time. As I was telling you, I started 12 years ago. Right. About, yeah, about 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I was doing it for a month, and then I was would stop for six months, and then I would pick it up again for a few days and stop, and... So it's been a whole journey. So mm -hmm. it's not like I started doing it, uh, doing it, and I uh, stuck to it. Mm -hmm. No, it's been a, a journey. But 
the more I do it, the more benefits I see in my life. Mm -hmm. So now it's kind of an addiction. It's an addiction. <laughs> I mean, not an addiction. But, but we have an <laughs> addict right here. Okay, we need to work on this. Yeah. She can't stop grounding herself. <laughs> no, no, but it's something that really improves my day-to-day -day life. Mm -hmm. So that's why I love to do it because I see the the benefits right right away. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so there's a person on uh, YouTube like does yoga, Adrian Yoga. If you type yoga, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Would there be a thing like uh, meditation with Patty? Does that fit, or is that not like? Would I would love to do you something do like that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we're starting it today, everybody. Yeah. 2019 <laughs> meditation with Patty, and I just run by once in a while on the side in the corner. That'd be kind of funny. I'd do it. I want to be on a YouTube video. Where I just kind of walk by occasionally, or I'm just in the corner typing. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing? Oh, he's just he's always typing. All right, back to the meditation. Yeah. It's pretty good. But yeah, meditation with Patty. MWP. <laughs> it doesn't make a word. It doesn't make a word. Moop. Moop. Meep. Meep. <laughs> I try to make acronyms and whatnot. Yeah, I, I'm seeing that. I do that a lot. <laughs> I do that a lot. Let's see yeah. if I can make one. Let's see. P R A S R initials. Raps. Raps. Together we are raps. So we could be rappers. Nice. Just saying. I rap sometimes. Sounds good. No big deal. <laughs> She's like, Sounds good. Great idea, Armin. Um, what is, I, I try this around sometimes. What is one question you have for me as the host? Thoughts, feedback, comment, question. Yes. What's the most, well, okay, no, this this can be she tricky. Can, it's tricky. <laughs> I was going to ask, like, what, what's a, well, it can be fair. What's the most interesting interview that you've done in most your podcast? Interesting. Well, I would say, one that I, a couple of the ones that stand out to me are the scientists. Uh huh. So I would have to say, I definitely liked, two of them stand out much. Uh, Charles Cockle from University of Edinburgh, the astrobiologist and psychologist Gail Brenner, episode 195, because they both had good flow. And it felt like two people talking about high level topics. Uh, Gail was more in the psychological and spiritual category uh similar to here and then the professor was more in space and astrobiology but there's a nice warmth of people that want to teach you want to be talking to people who almost want to teach at the same time as opposed to uh less of individuals who have information but sharing it is not as flowing yeah and then the last category is you wouldn't want people who don't even want to have information or want to share it then it would be like difficult to have on but those two stand out heavily nice dang i got interviewed by patty right there yeah can i ask another question yeah it's just so <laughs> like oh man this is the best sure thing patty go ahead okay we're switching it up this is now army interview but i'll i'll, I'll throw in stuff about patty in my answers <laughs> Watch out. no yeah so what has been the most challenging one and by challenging i mean like has oh. there been some like any interview that you're like oh my god i like i wish i was not doing this <laughs> well yeah sort of so and i for some reason i don't have any issues about naming stuff i have nothing uh, usually people are like well i shouldn't yeah I that's say, what i was thinking <laughs> most people do that but i have none because they would agree this is one thing about life i've realized when you say what actually is the case the other person agrees they're not like in some alternate dimension yeah that's true if it wasn't smooth flow with you it wasn't smooth flow with them if you didn't really like the scenario they didn't feel as much it's like you don't need to make up stuff i think people get in issues when they make up stuff and only present the positive 
you're you're presenting just the alternate world you left out the half the other half of the world you yeah. have nothing compared to but i will say two of the episodes one with uh, uh mit professor of biological neuroengineering ellen jazanoff was somewhat more difficult because it was more uh logical and it was like when i was bringing up a topic it was kind of brought back i don't know how to describe it but it kept kind of being brought back uh backwards in a way so uh it was a bit draining there sort of but i will say the episode with carl zimmer science writer and new york times writer uh Mm -hmm. was more challenging because we didn't um get as much into the science because he's not like the other ones who are scientists but he's a writer of science so even though his book talked about science it was more story like and i'm usually talking about the science so when there's a story it's less about the research or the new stuff so it's not really my category of interview i like to get to the meat of things and this was more what happened and i don't really talk about stories as much oh okay so those ones were a bit of a stretch yeah interesting that's two of them and there's been some fun ones a variety of fun ones along the way but i like the variety when i think about it the biggest thing i like is the i've a dancer or a psychologist or an actor or a singer or a speech therapist or a astrobiologist or i like the variety costume designer celebrity stylist all kinds of yeah that's cool want to include everybody right yeah now let's say you had a show right she was ready to ask another question i bet she's like oh man this is exciting if you were gonna have a um like podcast what might it be called what might it be called mm-hmm. like podcast with patty patty casts no <laughs> that sounds terrible <laughs> <laughs> Pattycast. Uh, oh well i would call it uh I have this this project that I've been working on mm-hmm. that is uh, an Instagram account mm-hmm. called Self Love Mafia, uh-huh. and, oh, I'm, and I'm creating this community around it. Uh-huh. So the podcast would be Self Love Mafia. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a solid name. Yeah. I feel like people would like that name. Yeah. My names are more comical; they're less liked. But yours, that because Mafia, people are like, oh snap, what is this? About? Oh, Self Love juxtaposition. Yeah. That's a cool name. Yeah, and I have a, a reason for that. It's Were you part of the mafia? This is the reason she was yeah. in it. I knew it. <laughs> the real stuff comes out. Yeah, because, you know, like, exactly what we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. About how people do so many things to please others and to please society and to conform to the norms of society and culture and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And they're not happy with it, but... They think that's what they should be doing and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So the people who... <laughs> <I like> the <laughs> <laughs> so the people who actually are into, into learning about themselves and learning what they truly like and what they truly enjoy. Mm-hmm. So about self-love. Uh-huh. It's like we are part of a mafia. It's like, <laughs> like we're not liked. We're not... No. <laughs> Oh, good point. You know, it's like... Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, so it's like... Uh, it has to be like You're that. weird. Like, wh- why are you... Why do you like yourself so much? Yeah. Be like, like us. We don't even believe in ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the, the mafia part of it. That's a great point. I am fully with that. You get like a resistance when you're just joyful doing your... You get your a hard stuff, resistance. Yeah. Can you think of, by the way, I have this sometimes, I can think of many examples over the years where like just people told me stuff that I took it as a joke and I kind of ignored it, but it actually, it wasn't nice. They were just like attacking things I was doing. Yeah. Like this person would call my blog a long time ago, timeless information, would call it useless information. What the heck? <laughs> or somebody, even uh, family members or other people would say stuff like, you're not a this, 
or um, other people there'd just be these comments yeah and it's like i don't do that exactly i don't have any examples of me doing that like patty <laughs> really coaching shouldn't you be an accountant yeah <laughs> isn't it about time you get back to accounting something practical <laughs> come on <laughs> we've been waiting and i guess the hope when people say it like that is that you'll just give in to fear and just okay i'll be an accountant i guess that's the idea but yeah Patty's not weak i don't know if you know i can see it right now sorry <laughs> So that's why you have to defend it like that. You have to, basically. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> How do I join? How do I join? I'm trying to join the Self Love Mafia. How do I join? Oh, yeah. Go to Instagram at Self Love Mafia. Guess what? I'm going to put that on the description of the post. Yeah. I like linking stuff. Yeah, that's cool. And then uh, uh, a community site is being developed mm -hmm. right now. So soon it'll be out. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so it's about like creating community and sharing uh, this positive message and encouragement and empowerment to be who you truly want to be. Mm -hmm. Now, you've kind of said it, but I always like to do this. If you could encapsulate all your message to the 7.7 billion people on the planet in one sentence, something you'd say to everybody if you had a megaphone, what would that sentence be? You're talking to all of humanity here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love this one. Everybody's like, what the heck? All right. This is something I could have, you could have told me about this. Okay. I think mm -hmm. I would say mm -hmm. you are loved and you deserve happiness. Boom. That's simple. Yeah. You're loved and you deserve happiness. Patty. I want to thank you for having been on episode 214 of the show and have been glad to have you on here. Thank you so much. This was great. This was very fun. And yeah, I'm loving it. Thank you. That's cool. I will share all the stuff in links. And we are out.